Hi, good evening. It's uh, seven o'clock in Yerushalayim, and we're going to look at a little bit of Parshat Bo. Parshat Bo, just in order to get the kind of the order of things straight, we know that Va'era, the parshas of Va'era and Bo, are the parshiot of the Aseret Adibro, uh, of the Aseret Ma'amakot, the ten plagues, and then finally Yisiat Mitzrayim. Now, the, that's further divided, the parasha of Eira uh, has seven plagues, the first seven plagues. And the uh, parasha, our parasha, the parasha of Bo, has three plagues in it. Arba, Choshech, Bechorot. And since uh, uh, Yitziat Mitzrayim took place after Makat Bechorot, uh, you might say that uh, there were really nine makot in Mitzrayim. I mean, the nine makot in Mitzrayim were there in order to educate Paro, or to see if there was some redemption that could be applied to the to the Egyptians as well as to the as well as to the Jews who lived in Goshen. But uh, that was not to be the case, and they were not able. The Egyptians were not able to understand the point of the makot, or what it was that they were trying to, that God was trying to teach them. And so in the parish of Bo, you have two major makot for different reasons, Arba and Choshech, locusts and darkness. And finally, you have the makab b'chorot, the firstborn, the, the plague of the firstborn, uh, which itself generated Yitziat Mitzrayim and can be disconnected from the other makot, which, as I say, were makot that were aimed at the education of Paro and the Egyptians, an educational process that was not successful. And finally, finally, Makat Becharot, the plague of the firstborn, enabled the people who were enslaved in Mitzrayim to leave, to get out of Mitzrayim, to to change the way uh, they lived. In between Arba and Choshech on the one hand and Makat Becharot on the other, there are two psukim that we are interested in. Two psukim. The first is Perikud Bet Pasuk Aleph. It says, There's a kind of inconsequential matter that Rashi takes note of. But he says, why does it say, why does it say in the Pasuk, God spoke. When God speaks, it usually means that there's some demand that's going to be made on Am Yisrael in Yitziat Mitzrayim. And actually, maybe some demand that's going to be made forever. By Yom HaShem El Moshe Bel Aaron, in that, in that case, why did God speak to Moshe and Aaron? We're used to the idea that Moshe, when he went to speak to Baro, needed uh, a linguistic support. He needed somebody who could speak in a manner that the Egyptians would understand, and that person was that person was Aaron. 
But if God is speaking to Moshe, telling Moshe something about uh, what what they, the people have to do, then it's not clear that Aaron has a specific role. So I read the Pasuk again. I don't understand El Moshe Vel Aaron. And then it says, Beretz Vitzrayim Lemor, and it turns out that I don't understand that either. What does it mean to say that God spoke to Moshe, Beretz Mitzrayim? He spoke to him in a particular place. He didn't speak to him in the country. He wasn't in the country called Mitzrayim. He was someplace in that country. So Rashi takes it takes a hold of those problems. If we look at the Rashi, it's because right, this is what uh, uh, what uh, Rashi says. Bishvil, since Sharon Asa Vitarach Bimoftim Kimoshe, that somehow this Pasuk is teaching us that Aaron was in many ways parallel to Moshe. So you could say about Aaron, he made these things, he worked on them. In these miracles that took place up to now, now we've had the nine plagues, and Aaron was as involved as Moshe. The Torah gives this kavod to Aaron by saying, The way it really was, it was a Yom HaShem El Moshe. And then when Moshe had to pass it on to others, then Aaron kept in, uh, 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 then Aaron took part. So the Torah gives, the Torah Hashem gives this kavod to Aaron and says that this teaching, whatever it was that God was going to teach at this moment, was directed at Moshe and Aaron. Moshe, we know. How did Aaron get into the picture? Oh, this is a special special honor that he, that he Aaron, has. But Rashi, without, the, without trying too hard, has already told us something that we might have forgotten otherwise. And he says, that this mitzvah that we're about to read about is the mitzvah rishona. It's the first mitzvah that B'nai Israel as a nation received. It's true that in the book of Breshit, there are several things that are mentioned that became mitzvot. They weren't mitzvot when they were mentioned in Breshit because a mitzvah means an obligation, and the obligation was accepted by Am Yisrael. The obligation was accepted by Am Yisrael at Har Sinai. So the fact that uh, that God legislated Brit Milah, it doesn't mean that it was already a mitzvah, but it only became a mitzvah at Har Sinai. And the pasuk that we know indicates the mitzvah is on the eighth day, that's the day of Milah. That's the day that you should try to do, uh, try to do the Milah for the circumcision for a child. So Rashi says, we have to 
read Rashi carefully, Chalak lo kabot zeh, b'mitzvah rishona, that we're talking about the first mitzvah that B'nai Yisrael received as B'nai Yisrael. I mean, they may have had certain traditions that they learned from their father Yaakov, who learned from Yitzchak, who learned from Avram. There may have been things that they did that were unique, special things that were related to them as as the, the Jewish people. But the mitzvah, the the first time an actual mitzvah is is mentioned in the Torah, is in this pasuk. The next pasuk that we're about to read. But before we read that pasuk, let's look at the next Rashi that says, Be'eretz Mitzrayim. Rashi says, Chutz Lekrach. Chutz Lekrach, I translate, outside of the city. In, in, in other words, what Rashi is saying is that the use of the notion that Moshe uh, uh, that Moshe was Be'eretz Mitzrayim, which doesn't make much sense. I mean, you can't really be in the land. You have to be someplace. You know, someplace meaning like in a in a street, in a city, in a town. But he was Be'eretz Mitzrayim. So Rashi says that's the Torah's way of saying that he was not in the city. And why was it so important for the Torah to say that he was not in the city. Maybe maybe it means, Be'eretz Mitzrayim means that he was in the big city, Talmud Lomar. So we have some way of learning, right? The Pasuk, Most Rabbeinu said it himself. So he went out of the city. He was chutz lakrach. That's what Rashi, that's what Rashi says. And Rashi goes on and says, "V'ma tvilakala lohit palel b'troch achakrach dibuch amur lo kol shigem." So from that he learns from that pasuk where it says "Leel perektet pasuk avtet ketseiti et ha'ir." I went out of the city to daven. He says, "Ma tvilakala." When we're talking about a kind of less significant tefillah. Tefillah kala. It was a to end one of the makot. Lo hitpalel betoch akrach. He didn't want to daven in the city. Dibur chamur lo kol So now that he's receiving, he, Moshe Rabbeinu, is receiving Torah. It's just a new piece of Torah that's going to come into the world at this moment. So he says, so, the, so he says, and so why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu want to receive this new information in the in the city? Since the city was full of Avodazara, I mean, the Egyptians were not shy about their own Avodazara. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to have a conversation about the Torah with HaKadosh Baruch which is an interesting point that is raised about Har Sinai. 
that the Torah was given in a place where there were no distractions. Nothing was going on. It was the desert. We wondered, like, why should the Torah be given in the desert? Why couldn't Bedezo receive the Torah in a kind of more uh, comfortable place? There's no, that to be a place where there was absolutely no suspicion of idolatry. And the only place at that time where there was no suspicion of, of idolatry was a desert. A desert was a place that people that people didn't live. So that's what that's the pasuk, the first pasuk that we we are learning. And the second pasuk, lachem. Let's start with those words. I mean, you know the word hazeh zeh is a word of pointing. You're pointing at something. So Rashi's got to tell us what it is. What is the the the, the pointing? What is pointing there? Like you may have noticed, the months go in a circle. There's no beginning. There's no real beginning to the to the months. Any month could be the first month. Rashi says, I'm sorry, that this this month that Hakadosh Baruch is pointing at. That month is month number one. It's a chiddush, something that, that God taught us, that Rosh Chodoshim, there's such a thing as the beginning of the month. It is the first month of the months of the year. Okay? Rashi. You see the Rashi? You should see it. So I told you already that ze is a dectic particle, which means that it points at something. You only can say if there's something to point at. That's what ze means. So Rashi says, Hashem showed Avram, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu the new moon. The new moon. Levana v'chidushavamalo when and he said when the the moon uh, uh, is renewed mitchadesh the renewed moon that's called rosh chodesh when there's a new moon that uh, that's that starts to grow and then Rashi says. Ain mikrayotze mi deipshuto. He says that that even though I just told you the correct interpretation, there is a pshat interpretation. There was this idea that if you interpreted the puzzle correctly, but it wasn't exactly as it was formulated in the in the the Torah, you could find a pshat, right? Ain mikra. Is He was talking about the month of Nisan. That's when Yisiat Mitzrayim took place. This month that I'm point, pointing at, I'm pointing at Nisan. That is going to be number one of the months. 
and the month of Iyar will be called the second month of Sivan Shlishi. So that, that, that what happened was, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to Moshe Rabbeinu, who's going to pass it on to Am Yisrael, that the months have an order. There's a beginning, and if there's a beginning, there's an end. Even though the months go in a circle, right? Then there's always, always a new month. And because there's always a new month, you could say they're all the same. There's no difference. Rashi says that this posaka with, with, with the word hazeh, this month is the first of the 12 months. Who says? Hashem says. Why? Well, we don't know yet, but we know that in the Torah, the months are called Chodesh Rishon, Chodesh Sheni, etc. We do know that. So now, Hazeh, you see, you see Hazeh in the Rashi? Chodesh Hazeh, Chodesh Hazeh Lechem. So Rashi says, why do you have to, why did the Torah use that word Hazeh? He answers that Kashem Moshe al Molad Halivana Moshe Rabbeinu found it difficult to know exactly when the new moon was was seen. Molad Halivana Be'ezu Shiutir Eh. How big does it have to be? V'tiyere Uyale Kadesh, that you could create a Kiddush Achodesh when you see a sliver of the of the new moon, and Hashem showed him like there was a, a finger in heaven that Moshe Rabbeinu saw the moon in uh, the heavens. This is what you have to teach the people of B'nai Yisrael when they see a sliver like that of the new moon. And that's what we do today. And we make believe that we do Kiddush HaKodesh, but we go out to look to see uh, if you see the moon, the sliver of the new moon, you can be Mekadesh the Chodesh. V'halo lo haya medaber imo. I'm sorry. This is what you have to look for, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu. He says he doesn't understand. We know that when Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, he spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu in the daytime. So how could he show him the moon if they talk in the daytime? They talk in the daytime, there's no moon, there's a sun. Question, right? Question. Uh, how could he show him? How could he show him the Levana Barakia? And then Hashem said to him, just like this, just like what you see, that's what Kiddush HaKodesh is about. How did Hashem show Moshe or Moshe and Aaron? This uh, great uh, uh, innovation. Hello, lo ayam medaberi to el bayom. Shneemar bayibiyom deber Hashem. That God spoke to Moshe only bayom bayom sabotov. Yom sabotov min hayom asher tzivah Hashem ba'ala. 
אלא סמוך לשגיאת החמה, נאמרה לו פרשה זו, ואראל עם החשיך הזרה, שאומרת, the sun was setting, and everybody knows that there are times when the sun sets that you could see the moon on the opposite side of the horizon. You could see the moon. So Moshe Rabbeinu was able to see the moon. HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him what the sliver that you need in order to be Mekadish HaKodesh and taught Moshe Rabbeinu that the new moon, that the new moon was uh, was a, a mitzvah. There was a new mitzvah in the Torah that said, consider the new moon. Consider what it is that you are, that you, you find there, okay? That's Pasuk Aleph and Pasuk, Pasuk Bet. And then Pasuk Gimel, You, plural, speak to all of the people of Israel as follows. So you ask me, how come the Torah, or Kodesh Bochu, had to give this mitzvah to Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron and B'nai Yisrael, when all the other mitzvot were given to them at Har Sinai, and when they are on their way to Har Sinai, I mean, he's had Mitzrayim, on the way to Har Sinai, to receive the Torah. So why did HaKadosh Bochu have to go through all this process with the Kiddush HaKadosh? So you could say simply, that the Mitzrayim begins with a date. On the 10th day of this month, each and every single person of the day Israel should take a sheep for the beta vote and a sheep for the, for the, the, uh, for the house, the household. So you say, since there's a date, that the Yisiat Mitzrayim is based on a date that B'nai Yisrael had to achieve, they had to get to that date, they had to know when that date was. Well, because of that, you could say that, that that's why it was so important that the mitzvah of, of Kiddush HaKodesh would be taught to B'nai Yisrael so that they could get the date, which was absolutely necessary. And that would be like there's a two-possible interregnum in the, in uh, the psukim that we learned, before these psukim are the makot of Arba and Choshech, after these psukim begins the actual Yitziat Mitzrayim, the obligation on Bnei Israel, the Malachah Moveth, the Bechorot, all of that happens after that. And therefore, it is possible to say that they needed, they simply needed to know how to get to that date, Asor Lachodesh Hazeh. They have to know what Chodesh Hazeh is, right? It's the, the month of Nisan. The 10th day of the month of Nisan was the beginning of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Beginning of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Okay, so we've learned the Pasha with Rashi. I mean, the Pasha is these two Psukim. And we understand, we understand, I think, how these uh, how these uh, psukim fit in, at least according to the way Rashi has taught us.
I want to uh, look at with you at the Sforno and this Pasuk. You know, the Sforno was, uh, I mean, I don't know that much of it. It's not like the, one of the Mephoshim that I uh, learn all the time, but the Sforno was in Italy and he was also a doctor. You know, so that, uh, you know, if you if you're a Talmud Chacham and you're a doctor, so your mother is very really proud of you. So I assume that his mother was very proud of him. He he lived in the after uh, fourteen ninety two in Italy. Okay, so what does he say? Mikan ba'elach yiyu achadashim shelachem. From this day on, the months belong to you. Achadash hazelachem. Right, that's what the Pesach says. He says, what do you mean elachem? The Chagadah month belong to you. Lachem, rosh chadashim. Says, you can do with them as you wish. That in when they were enslaved in Egypt, your days did not really belong to you. You couldn't do what you wanted. You had to do what they told you to do. But you were slaves. Slavery meant, according to the Svarno, that you couldn't do what you wanted to do, but you had to do what people told you to do. Certain people. And therefore, the Pasuk comes on to say, Rishon hu lachem Why is it the Rishon lachem Why is Nisan achodesh Rishon according to the Svarno, according to Rishon hu lachem Because it's the first month of your freedom. Before that, before Nisan, you were obligated to do what others told you to do. Now you're going to leave. You're going to leave Mitzrayim. You'll be able to do things that you want to do. And that's why the Pasuk says, Rishon Hu Lachem. It's the first month, which is Lachem. The first month, which is Lachem. So Rashi, Rashi didn't tell us that. Right? Rashi, Rashi didn't tell us that. Rashi told us about Moshe and Aaron. And he told us about uh, that's how to do it, how to do the mitzvah, right? All of that was, uh, and he he just says that why why is the first month why why is the Nisa this the first month? It, it just means it's the first month. It doesn't mean something special. Whereas the Sefarim says. No, it means the first month of your freedom. Like, history could begin at the time of the first month. Right? History, history will begin. 
But in order to round out the discussion, I think we should look at the Svatamet. Uh, Svatamet, you know, is the the second Ger Rebbe whose uh, thoughts on Parshat Shabua have become very popular. Chodesh HaZelochem, this is what he says, HaChodesh HaZelochem, Inyan Zeh, Inyan Gulat Mitzrayim, so he says, this has something to do with the redemption from the slavery in Mitzrayim. Ki Begalut, he says, when they were in exile, Galut meaning they were in exile in Egypt, Nechsar diminished Ahit is renewal, the ability to make yourself over, the ability to start over again. All of that is missing when you are in, in, uh, Slaved. Kemoshe katabnu beparashat vayako melechadash ayein sham. That the chadash, the melechadash, was a denial of hitchatshut amongst B'nai Yisrael. Ubishat hagula, the hainushinit barash akol chiyut hashem idbarak. It is as when when the geula took place, right? Bishat ha-geula, geula, the redemption of B'nai Yisrael, the Hainu, what is geula? Shenit barer, shakol chiyut ha-shemit barer. It was clarified. What was clarified? Shakol, everything is chiyut, the life force of all things in the world comes from Hashem Yitbarach. So that everything that exists, he accepted this idea, which is expressed at the end of the parasha of Bo by the Ramban. He said, Hashem Yitbarach. Everything comes from the life force that is injected in us by HaKadosh Baruch if that happens, if God is controlling, if we're aware of the fact that God is controlling all the things, from that awareness, of that knowledge, of that understanding, and that's where comes from, renewal, restarting, re-energy, re, uh, or, or things that you wanted to do. Key. It's the life force of Hashem. It always causes renewal. It also causes a new thing. That's what it says in Davening, that everything new is happening all the time. You don't always know it. But it's there, according to the Swata Matu. Perusho Tamid Bikol Yom. Rak Mishe Shokeyak, only a person who forgets Buhutochateva Ki Ain Khadash. He thinks that there is no there's nothing new about what's happening. It's all the same. Avamisha nitbak bipnimi yut ki yut hashemit barak, but somebody who is cleaves tabek. 
glue, right? Connected to pinimiyut, the the real uh, internal chiyut, the life force of Hashem Yitbarach. He always has this kind of renewal. So what the Svatamat is saying is that Geula, leaving Mitzrayim, is not just a physical act where people are removed from place one to place two. It's not even a way of overcoming, it's not even a way only of overcoming the authority of the people who were in Mitzrayim. But according to the to the Svatamet, of Geula, the redemption of uh, of the Geula of the re, well of the redemption is the life force that is put into the people who are being redeemed. That knows you could be redeemed and nothing happened. You're the same. You know, you're sort of like, oh, you know, yesterday I was a slave, today I'm redeemed. But according to the Swatamet, yesterday I was a, was a slave. That says something about who I really was. But today I'm somebody else. I'm not that person. I have to make choices on my own, right? I have to be able to to do it. And that's all about Hitchatshut. So you could say the the Svarno was earlier than the Svatamet. And it said something similar, but the Svatamet said it in a way that I think was a, a very, very, very special. Uh, okay. Okay. All the best. Be well. Thank you, Rabbi Barmander. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. All the best.